Social class is both a very interesting and touchy subject. Since the beginning of time, people have been affected by social class differences in both positive and negative ways depending on their individual situations. Social class is a very influential force in our society. It both raises people up and lowers them down. Social class has affected so many people in so many different ways. People have been promoted and demoted, hired and fired, and accepted and denied based on their social class. Is there a way to fix the issue of social classes? Would there be an issue with eliminating social classes altogether? Hi everyone, it's Zach Atlas. Welcome back to Voice for the Voiceless. And uh, today we're going to be focusing on social class and socioeconomic class and how that affects ability, people's ability uh, to voice themselves. Uh, Harris is out interviewing people right now, so we have Fluffy Scheingold here instead. Alex Scheingold. Hello there. Uh, and so we're going we're gonna to be hosting your podcast for today. Um, so Fluffy, do you want to start off? But um, we're focusing on socioeconomic class today and how that affects people's ability to voice their input. I think if they do not have as much money, people won't see them as like an opinion. Yeah, for that sure. It's a lot. For sure, yeah. Um, I completely agree that the more money you have, the more general power you you have um, in the world. Thank you. I don't think it is per se power. I think it's more of like, as we're talking about a voice, Yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I agree with that completely. Um, by power, I mean, like, overall, people will likely more so listen to someone with a lot of wealth rather than someone who's um, more, not more poor. Yeah, it's most likely going to happen. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because, uh, actually, as a fun fact, there's, like, over... Over 1.1 billion people, I think, that live with under a dollar a day, and that's so many people that don't have their their voice their voice being listened to, and that's terrible because as a human race, we're all living together as one. We're all one species, and we should look out for each other and listen to everyone rather than argue with each other. Agreed. Um. Yeah. So, um, basically, if there's that many people. What do you think we can do as as humans, as as fellow species of, well, we're all one species, as as being the same species, what do you think we can do to help them and how, not we, but someone with more wealth be able to give you more power in your um, voice? So um, how do you think those with more money can help voice the inputs of those with less money? I think you can just like talk to them maybe. And like, uh, what's it called? Ask them to like sh give it like a shout out or something. Help donate to this organization, or you donate to the organization. I just think uh, it's probably not gonna happen that every person in the world has a voice. It's just we need to like help the like make sure the people who have voices speak for or try to help them speak on the behalf of them. The people yeah. Have less money. Totally. Um, there's obviously, anywhere you look, obviously there's um, 
there are cities and there's places around the world that are more expensive to live in and less expensive to live in. Um, and there's so much diversity within the cities. Like, just in New York, there's like, you can, you can go up right to like Upper East Side and you can see, or Upper West Side, and there's a ton of wealthy residential homes there, especially on like Fifth Avenue and Central Park West, overlooking the park. The park. Um, and then you can go like 20 blocks up, or, or 30, 40 blocks up, which is only two miles, or, or one mile, and you get to poorer neighborhoods like Harlem, or even the Bronx is, poor, is, is poorer than, than, um, than Manhattan. So there's, than, than lower, than um, Upper East Side, or Manhattan in general. So there's so much diversity within them. Um, and how do you think they're able to balance each other out? And do you think they're like scared of each other? Do you think that their voices can't be um, inputted? I think they're just like split into like sections. Like, um, as you said, like uh, Harlem's like a different, like completely different place than like somewhere else, according right. to you. So, like I know some people that are actually scared of Harlem, which is a terrible thing because they're all people that live there. Uh, yeah, that that makes sense. If there's like fights going on in places like that, right? Yeah. Um. Even just in terms of like living in a city, do you think that someone with more money has a higher input in what they're able to do with like city and legal wise uh, than someone with less money? Yeah, there's probably like some corruption or something. So like you, a probably a rich person can pay like a cop to say, oh, don't give me that speeding ticket. And then you give them like $50 or something if the person was rich. Right, yeah. Um, one of the things that is implemented um, around the world is, or not around the world, especially in the U.S., is like once you hit a certain level of poverty, or once you're in poverty, you don't have to pay taxes, um, which is I think which is about twenty-five thousand dollars or less um, of annual salary. You're considered to be in poverty, um, and a lot, a lot of the world is in poverty. Um, a lot of the world is in poverty and they're unable to they're unable to get these resources that can help them express their voice and how do you think that do you think that's fair do you think it's do you think um that yeah do you think that's fair i don't think it's fair but i mean it's just like the way it is yeah like, but do you think there's a way that we can make it so that that's not the way it has to be uh, yeah, as I previously said, maybe you can ask uh, people who have voices to speak on behalf of the people who don't have voices. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's a great. Yeah, I think that's a great solution moving forward for everyone to to implement. Um, there's already so many campaigns of these of these less um, of these people without voices that are being and these campaigns are being supported by people with voices. Um, like there's so like. Even just like Gay Pride and, and Pride Month, it just passed in June, um, and there and um, LGBTQ plus uh, people and people that identify as part of the LGBTQ plus community used to have a much lower voice than they do now. Part of that is the Pride campaign, and there's been there's really there's some really powerful people that have chimed in and really um, really promoted that campaign, and it's amazing that they're they're finally getting 
um, that they're finally getting the recognition that um, most people get and they're not being considered indifferent, uh, not indifferent, they're finally not being considered um, different by most people. Uh, yeah. Um, that's just, that's one of the minorities. Um, but even, even just like in terms of social class, it's claimed, I mean, in the Constitution, it says, not, uh, what was I going to think of? What was I? Oh yeah, in the Constitution it says freedom of speech, but someone with less money might not be able to um, voice their input as much as someone with more money. Do you I think? know what you mean. Yeah. Um, what's it called? The Constitution says freedom of speech. It's like you can say whatever you want. It just it never talks about like you being heard or not. It just says like everybody gets to say stuff and like you can't just like do hateful crimes just because what they say is bad. I think um, it doesn't really apply in the Constitution. It doesn't say, oh, if they're less money, if they are if they have less money, then that means uh, they don't have a voice and they can't say uh, what's called um, most of their opinions. It doesn't really say that. It just says, like, you just, uh, you're allowed to say whatever you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, to I think, yeah, I totally agree. And... It's not that, I think one of the things that's terrible and one of the things that affects how social class um, affects how people can voice their opinion, everyone can voice their opinion. It's just if the other side wants to listen or not. Um, and I think, well, ev yeah, everyone can voice their opinion. It's just, does, the, does anyone else want to hear your opinion? And I think that over time, just with social hierarchy in general, it's become it's become more of a thing that the more money you have, the more power you're able to get over over poorer people of whether or not their voices need to be heard, which is a terrible thing because everyone should be treated equally. Um, like even just in America, um, anyone considered rich is anyone with a is anyone with a um, with a net worth of over 2.4 million dollars, and someone. America's poverty line is $25,000 million, $25, of salary every year. That's a big gap. And there are so many people that are in between there that are stuck in the middle between these two sides. But it's a big range. You know, $25,000 is very different than, than $2.4 million. And there's that huge range in between there of those people who don't have the power to give someone else's opinion but they don't quite have no opinion so they're just kind of in the middle and what do you how do you think they can get by with expressing their opinions i don't think it i don't think it really matters that much about like where they lie within like the how much money they have it really is like how how like nowadays it's just like how you look and how you like seem to be presented nowadays in like 2019 <laughs> um right. but like the people in the middle, it's not really, like, their opinions heard more or less. It's, like, it doesn't matter, like, according to the America. If you're rich, then you're rich and your voice is automatically heard. I don't think it's like that. I think it's, like, um, it should be how how do you treat other people. But, like, yeah, it's really how you, like, dress nowadays, which is I'm curious about that, about that, like, how you dress thing. How do you think, like, how someone dresses, how do you think that affects their ability to express their opinion? Well, if if they're not as well presented, 
um, then they're probably, for example, not going to get a job rather than someone who's like well dressed. And right. And do you think that someone who's well dressed, do you th- and be- the difference between well dressed and not well dressed, um, do you think that the more money you have and the wealthier you are, if you're and and if you're in a higher the higher so a higher social class, um, like the upper class, and you have more money. Do you think that they'll be able to present themselves better than someone with a lot less money? Uh, yeah. So even there, it's really, it's really just, um, it it really just result revolves back, and it's terrible that what's being, how people are being, it, what's how, how this is being decided whether or not someone has the ability to express their opinion, all revolves around, um, revolve. Some of it revolves around um, their money, and that's not really something that you can. And people try to. It's not really something that some people can influence, um, which is not. I mean, which I am not supportive of at all. I think um, it should be totally based on who you are as a person. Uh, there's also a bunch of other. Um, there's a bunch of other types of, you know, just um, general. Uh, minorities that um, that we're gonna cover later on in the series, um, but poverty is definitely one of those where um, if you have less money, you're less regarded in the world, um, as opposed to someone with more money um, in general. Harris is right now interviewing someone um, about uh, out in camp about social class and and this is Harris interviewing someone around camp about social class. This is Harris Cohen with Noah. Okay, Noah, how do you think social class affects people at school and camp? Well, I mean, like. Some people like like are less rich. Like some people like they just like depend on public school for like meals during like the school year. And like but like more wealthy people don't really have to depend on they can go to schools with better education and that. This is Harris Cohen with Sarah Blau. Sarah, uh, how does social class affect people at like a school, a job, at camp? What do you think? I think that at camp, um, everyone's really equal, and I think that um, when we come to the machane, um, what, whatever social class you're in doesn't really matter, and I think that's one of the beauties of coming to camp. So you leave everything you have behind from at home, and you come to camp, and everyone's really equal. But what about like a school where people are from different places, different backgrounds? Uh, yeah, I think it could really be an issue at times. Um, you know, depending on the clothing people wear or the car that people drive, I think that those things could really be highlighted. Um, and I, I think it can be problematic. I think that there are things that schools can do to prevent that, and that is um, integrating the kids and. Um, maybe even having like uniforms to avoid people wearing certain types of clothing, things like that. 
This is Harris Cohen with Ron Wax. Uh, so Ron, how, how do you think social class affects people at the workplace, at school, at home, at camp? I feel that people come from different backgrounds um, and they learn different stuff at home, which can affect their behavior towards another. And also, sometimes people from different social classes uh, get treated differently, which can affect them anywhere they go. Do, uh, do you think that everybody is affected by differences in social class? Like, if, say for example, somebody is being discriminated against because of their social class, do you think that affects everybody or just a specific group of people? I think it affects everybody. Uh, it could affect someone in a positive way and in a neg negative way, of course. Um, some people get the advantages of being, um, of coming from a certain background, uh, and some people get like, maybe discriminated by this, but everybody is affected by it. So Didi, uh, how do you think that social class affects people at, at a school, at a camp, at a workplace? Uh, interesting question. So I think that like, you know, it's one of those things that sort of invisibly shapes the way that you perceive the world and all the different things that happen to you and the way you react to them. Um, and it's really hard to tell from the outside how it's impacted you. Um, so it's one of those things that you know you have to you only you only discover how it's impacted you in discussions with other people and seeing sort of more broad um, range of experiences and discovering your implicit assumptions and the things you take for granted aren't actually the way that everybody else feels about things. Um, and so, you know, I think that it, I think that it's something that you might not you might not be aware of the degree to which it shaped your life because it's always been in the background um, and it's been there as long as you've been alive. Um, but by sort of talking to other people and having more diverse interactions, you can sort of uncover and unpack a little bit of the specific ways in which it impacted you. Right, okay. Um, there's a huge range of, of wealth levels in the city. Um, I mean, say the least you can live on in New York City with like with a bunch with some roommates. No car and oh, and, and, oh. and 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 like uh, low amounts of food is approximately one thousand one hundred eighty-two dollars per year. And so one thousand dollars per year. A thousand eighteen hundred. Uh, at, yeah, eleven hundred eighty-two. So about twelve hundred dollars. Um, that is not that much. Which is not a lot at all for the city. Um, so there's all and there's all and there's billionaires in the city. Um. There's a huge range of people, and do you think that um, it just based on like giving a voice to to the to the people with less money, do you think that the city is doing a good job um, of expressing the voices of people with less money? Uh, yeah, some like not really recent, but like recent, like within ten years, like how uh, they made like city bikes. If you know what those are, it's, yeah, for yeah. sure. They're like really cheap way to travel around this uh, city. Yeah. You can buy like a like a day pass for like I think like twelve dollars. Yeah, twelve dollars. But if you buy like the yearly pass, it's like, like a hundred, hundred twenty bucks. Yeah, hundred twenty bucks for travel for the whole year. Yeah, I think that's one of the great things about the city is that um, even for these people who for people who are who have much less money than others um, in the city, it might be living in poverty who can't afford to take taxis and Ubers and Lyfts because they're very expensive, um, like $12, $12 to go like maybe a mile or, or n not even a mile, like a half mile. That's crazy. Um, 
but um, who can't afford to do that. Um, there's these great alternatives that cost you can get from one you can get from up in the Bronx all the way to Coney Island for two seventy five, and you can get a city bike membership and get you unlimited rides per year for $120. So I think the city does a great job providing different levels of transportation options for different people. Um, and, and people in poverty can, can get around the city and do what they need to do, which I think is great. Um, so do you think that someone, um, someone like based on poverty laws if you're if you're in poverty you don't have to pay taxes do you think that's fair or do you think that everyone should have to pay taxes uh i think that's uh really fair because like um uh what's it called if it doesn't really uh matter just like everybody's contributing and like we're like this uh, as previous stated that you stated we're, we're the same people so like uh we should provide for People who do not have as much money, and then eventually, once they get, like, started, like, pretend like a country somewhere in the world. If we start, like, the U.S., like, pays some countries, like, they give them some money, help them, it helps them, and, like, uh, what's it called? In return, they're gonna thrive, and they're gonna, like, start their own economy, and then we're just not gonna have to provide for them anymore. And then they'll probably thank us for what we did. And, like... Eventually, that could happen within uh, our country. Yeah, I ju- yeah, I totally agree. I think that um, I think that um, people shouldn't have to pay taxes if they're in poverty. Um, they need to use their money wisely because um, they're because te- they're under a tight budget. I um, I want to kind of move on to talking about um, more the difference between people with more money and less money in a higher class versus in, uh, in the upper class versus the lower class. Um, do you think that, why do you think that people in the upper class don't, wouldn't, some people in the upper class, why do you think they think that there's a separation between them and people in the lower class? Besides just, beyond just money, I, I think we should like step into the shoes of both people, um, people with very wealthy people and very poor people and um why do you think that people with money that have a voice and are able to express their own opinions why do you think that so many of them choose not to help um choose not to help people with less money without a voice when they clearly can i think they're just like being a little greedy and they just want like money to themselves, and they don't care about like other people. They're probably they're like uh, moms gave them money, and they're like, yeah, uh, yeah, they provide money for me. Yeah, I'm just gonna take that money. I'm gonna spend it everywhere. That's that's probably what they think, or something like that, along those lines. This is Harris Cohen here with Annabelle Berner, Libby Peckman, Mazali Glaubach, Molly Hayes, Noah Ohana, Allison Cohen, Hannah Rattenjob, Danielle Brunstein. Okay, girls, how does how do you think social class affects people at a school or at a camp? I th- 
I think people who are wealthier are usually classified as more popular, but usually have more of a reputation to uphold and usually feel worse about themselves. That's um, usually at my school, that's how it works, and it's not fair. The people who are more wealthy, well, like, they're more spoiled, they brag about it. And they're like, I have an iPhone XS. You don't even have a phone. And it's not that nice, and they're more spoiled in that stuff. So, yeah. Do you think that there's a way to fix that? To tell them, uh, people, you don't need it. You don't need, like, an iPhone access, so stop being like that. You're too young. <laughs> um, I think people that are more wealthy are also, like Allison said, that they're more spoiled. Like, they act in a different way. So, like, they brag about different stuff. Like, they say, oh, for example, I have this cool T-shirt and you don't. And then people get upset because of that. Okay, I think that... Sometimes when people um, are wealthy, uh, and like there's a group of people, like people like they join groups and like sometimes they and like yeah they like like uh, gang up on each other and uh, they when people join those groups people feel left out and when like if you have the, like let's say you have the same lunchbox. And they make a group and then some people feel left out because they don't have that fancy lunchbox that costs $118. Um, I think that wealthy people can also be nice and um, they might try to hide their wealth. I think that you can fix it and everyone can be equal by stopping clicks and having everyone hang out at the same lunch table. Do you think that there's a lot of bullying that result that that is that is a result from these differences in social class? Yes, I do think that because if if you think that you would, would have everything in the world if your parents are spoiled, that. and I think that it's very unfair, and that your parents just want you to be extremely happy and not yell at them or stuff. Um, I think that um, <laughs> people shouldn't be put into classes because of their wealth or gender or anything really. Um, everyone should be equal and I think there is a way to get that in some future. So I feel like people are getting bullied because like um, like like the wealthy kids like they are saying like they're bragging about how wealthy they are and that they and that and that sort and kind of people like kind of feel like and they're and maybe they're like secretly jealous of them of being normal like they don't get the fancy treatment and get to live their normal life so maybe that's why they're bragging to prove that they're better than them but secretly inside they're not really better than them. They're just they they're just kind of jealous of them. Um, so I think that um, it, uh, it depends who you are. It doesn't mean that like if you're rich, if you're rich, you could act nice and you could act mean. It doesn't define who you are. And if you're poor, you could act nice and you could act 
act mean you, it doesn't define who you are, no matter what you're yourself. Okay, thank you so much. Yes, I mean, so obviously global salary is obviously another issue, um, but I kind of want to focus on in the U.S. because we can kind of get more detailed in what we're talking about. There's such a huge range of how many of just even just salaries per hour in the U.S. Minimum wage is $7.25 at low, and that's the lowest that someone will make an hour. The most is $4.4 million an hour for Jeff Bezos, um, who's the CEO of Amazon, um, and which is crazy to think about, um, is swimming in money. Um, but he's uh, also the founder of Amazon. Yeah, he's the founder of Amazon. Um, but like the average salary per year um, of any American is fifty six thousand five hundred sixteen dollars per year, which is only about double of what the poverty line is and that's a majority of the people that live in the US yeah that are living on $56,000 a year um, I, sh- I actually have a fact from the guy in the back oh okay let's which hear that rhymes. let's hear that uh, his fact is which he just informed me about is 11% of Americans can't afford healthcare cannot. that is uh, cannot right that is a lot yeah just like there's I don't know how many people in America. I just know there's a lot of people about, in America. Uh, there's about 360 million. I'm, I'm just if you see sure. if you see Something about like 11 adults on the street, it, on average, at least one of them does not have health care, which yeah. is and you see a lot of people on the streets. That's crazy. Anyway, that's, that's really that's not good. Um, that's not that's that's bad. That that uh, uh basically a tenth of of the U.S., one in ten people, basically, um, actually more than that, um, cannot afford um, to be covered in case of a medical emergency. Whereas someone that's that's richer and ha- and is more wealthy can afford great health care. So, do you think that someone that's more wealthy, um, as a person and as someone of the same species, do you think that they have the? Um, do you think that they're that they should be um, not required, but do you think that it's hum- most like mostly humane, most humane, um, or do you think that they should they should feel responsibility in themselves to be helping out these people who can't afford to be um, cared for medically? Uh, uh, I think um, they should help, and which w- that's what we do. We pay taxes, which helps a lot of people. Yeah, I think obviously we obviously no one's perfect and no one's going to give away all their money that's rich. No one would do that. But I mean even just a little bit of money really helps and there's I'm 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 just um I really am very um happy to see a lot of um rich people um practicing philanthropy like um Bill Gates has donated I think $40 billion of his own money for global health, um, which is incredible. That $40 billion does a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and um, that's, ju- it, that's just incredible um, that he's donating that much money um, to charity um, and helping these people that can't afford to be treated, um, to, to get treated.
for medical issues. He does a lot of good things, Bill Gates. Yeah, he really does. Shout out to Bill Gates. Um, if you're watching this. Probably not, but hi, Bill Gates. Um, all right, we're going to have to wrap up this episode. With a fun fact. With a fun fact. Yeah. Um, in 2018, 3.9% of Americans are unemployed, and in 2010, it was 10%. That's amazing. Just, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome that, um, that there's been a reduction of 6% in the past nine years of people that are unemployed. Um, and it doesn't seem like it's going on that big of a track of stopping. Um, and they're, they're, these people are making money, they're, and they're, they're starting to be able to... Yeah, it's, it's constantly going down, and it doesn't um, look like it's stopping. Um, so these people are finally making money, and they're, they're finally getting jobs, and they're going to be able to start expressing their opinions um, more and more, which is uh, great. And I think that... I think that's one of the goals of this podcast is to convince, to to create solutions for these long-term problems um, of how people without a voice can be helped by people with a voice so that everyone can um, eventually have a voice in the world um, and it, we can um, and social justice can be achieved. Next time we will be focusing on LGBTQ. And we'll be diving deeper into um, um, what about your sexuality and your gender identity and how um, any type of your identity that's not, that you chose, that's not what society created um, or, or thinks that you should be, how that can affect um, your yeah. ability to speak up and voice your opinions. Thank you for watching once again, and we'll see you in the next episode of Voice for the Voiceless. Voice for the Voiceless. The team of this podcast includes Harris Cohen, Alex Fluffy Shangle, Zach Atlas, Jacob Schechter, Alex Golden, Eli Freeman, and Daniel Patchen. This is a David Goodman production at Colrama 102.3 FM, broadcasting from Camp Ramah on the Birch Thanks for listening.